Hello church family, uh, this is part two in our study through Exodus chapter 6 and into the chapter 7 verse um, 13. Uh, if you remember, the, the last lesson on that I did on Monday was um, just really walking through the text but also explaining how God's judgment is real and um, and we need to take that seriously and, and hope that that will actually cause us just in, in, uh, just to take the Christianity seriously and take, to take evangelism seriously or to take discipleship seriously. Um, and these are, uh, however you apply this in the context you're in, uh, we just need to understand that the reality that if you want to um, you know, fear the judgment of God and even who he is, you need to understand that it's revealed in the past and also is also revealed in the future. And in both scenarios, we're supposed to be truly moved by it because these things are real. And I think the lesson that we have, that we're going to look at today, is that God's judgment is revealed in the past, and how in the past uh, the consequences of certain things are going to have uh, future consequences. And as us modern day Christians, that applies to us as well. So, in the context of Exodus, uh, God revealed to Pharaoh or to Moses as well uh, what He's going to do with them in the past, and that He's going to show how that's going to come into fruition in the future. And then for us as New Testament Christians, we see the same thing as well, that the Bible's written in the past that reveals us uh, punishment uh, so that we could anticipate what God will do. And that's an important context for us to understand. It's because God is warning us. He's giving, he's, he's giving us basically uh, a window into the future, uh, so, to, uh, so to speak, that we need to take his judgment seriously. In this context of Exodus, God revealed that he was going to strike Egypt down. Uh, this will, again, show his power and sovereignty. Um, and, and you can actually see both in terms of his providence. Providence is the, is the natural means by which God fulfills his, um, uh, his, his will. And then sovereignty, or, uh, or even supernaturally, he's gonna, he's, this is where he breaks the laws, of, um, you know, the laws of the world to fulfill and show and demonstrate his power. And again, it's amazing how God uses both in order to fulfill and to really show that He is the one true God. Next week, we'll actually walk through each of these ten plagues, uh, and they are all designed with intent to show the Egyptians and the Israelites that He is the one true God, because each of the plagues are connected to one of their false gods. But we'll look at, uh, for today, we'll let God's judgment revealed in the past. So, and if you look at verse 4 and 5, it says, I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they sojourn. Furthermore, I've heard the groanings of sons of Israel because the Egyptians are holding them in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. It, it is important that, uh, that you know, God is saying that this is my covenant. I'm going to give my people out, uh, make them leave this land. Again, I've referenced in the past in, in Genesis 15, God already told them, told Abraham back like hundreds of years before that I'm going to let your people, your descendants be in this land and they're going to, have to leave it and they're going to take spoils and that, that whole nation is just going to be pummeled uh, because of me. And then and we see this play out here in the book of Exodus. And this is also important when he uses the word covenant language here because later on in Deuteronomy there will be a lot of... Um, like uh, there's, God's going to reveal them what happens if they choose to reject uh, their covenant and follow other gods. Um, Deuteronomy gives like a chapter talks about the blessing and cursing of following the Lord. So he's here. He he's doing this right now to establish that he's the one that chooses um, what the future is going to be. All the way in the past, he said these are my people, and if they choose to break my covenant, they're going to be punished for it. Um, and I think 
it was fascinating about this part because he tells him that you know God is going to I mean God's saying to himself that he's going to act and he's going to go and strike these people down and this is God God telling Moses that what is going to happen his judgment is already revealed in the past I wonder when you look at scripture if it surprises you and how people respond to to life that actually reflects what the Bible has to say and particularly when it comes to sin and its consequences you know Romans 1 tells us uh, the, the steps of uh, searing your own conscience and how people first have this desire and then they a sinful desire and then things go backwards and then they want other people to support it and then gradually things get worse and worse in the book of James it talks about how the uh, how the sin uh, it's it's from our desires and it, when it grows it festers and it manifests and just continues to develop and it eventually kills us and I wonder if you take those passages like that and see oh these are all acts of God's judgment um, when God tells us that he can give people over to their sin and you actually see that happening in either in the life of people that you know or even, sadly, maybe even your own life, uh, that God gives you over to your sin if you choose not to repent. Uh, these are all judgments that's revealed in the past. Uh, believers that are truly believers should cause us to repent. It should cause us to um, turn from our sin and, um, and understand just in our own personal sanctification that when God warns us that things, uh, that if, you, if we disobey him, that there's going to be consequences, um, that it actually will happen. Uh, how God reveals um, himself through his word is going to correspond with what happens in reality. And at the same time, because we know that God's judgment is revealed in the past, it should make us want to repent. It should move us to, like, to warn those who do not know him. Uh, this should uh, make us want to devote more time to, uh, to evangelize to those who do not know him because God's threats are real. God has revealed his threats in the past. And just like in the past, how they were fulfilled in the past, it is going to happen again in the future. You know, uh, in our time, we sometimes... Well, there's a lot of people that just doubt uh, that God is able or willing to even do any type of, um, you know, sin, or not sin, but like punish sin. And the reason why that is is because they think that God is only one way, and that's just this floating heart that's tolerant and must be exactly how I want him to be. But the Bible reveals him in such a way that he is a God that is just, and he hates sin, and all sin is ultimately against him. And he explains through the scripture thousands of years ago what he's going to do to those that sin against him. And that should, you know, again, compel us to live a life that is pleasing to him. It should cause us to evaluate our own hearts that if we don't truly repent, that there are consequences to that. Um, I mean, I think of Second Corinthians uh, at the very end where it says there's a false repentance. There's like a, a weeping that, that, uh, that leads to destruction. But, well, but at the same time, there's a genuine type of repentance that leads to life. And these are... These are threats in the scripture that will tell us and reveal to us that if we do not act in uh, accordance to the scripture, there are going to be consequences for it. Again, I think sometimes in our circles, in those reform circles, um, we tend to think that, well, everything is grace and grace and grace. And that's true. Amen, amen, amen. But the only problem is sometimes we use and abuse grace for sake of living a life of sin, right? That's what Paul talks about again in Romans 7, where like, does that mean that just because there's uh, God's grace that I don't need to sin? I mean, I don't need to repent and I just continue living in sin. And Paul says, may it never be, um, because there are real effects that happens to us when, we, uh, when we're ensnared and enslaved to our sin. And the chief one is that our hearts will be hardened and turned away from the Lord. And again, the, all the stuff I'm saying right now is revealed in scripture. 
and there are immediate consequences uh, that's revealed in the past about the sins, about what happens when we commit our life to sin as opposed to a life of holiness. So as we look at just this short devotional and we look at how God's judgment is revealed in the past, it should impact the way that we live today. It should impact us because we know that what's revealed to us in Scripture about the, 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 the effects of sin, we should take sin seriously because uh, those things will, uh, the, the, those things, the things that are revealed in Scripture will happen to us and it will hurt and harm us. Um, so, but we can only do that if we take God's judgment seriously, when it's especially when it's revealed in the past. This Friday we're going to look at uh, how God, looking at God's judgment, uh, how it's revealed in the future should also impact our daily life today. And I hope that um, this will compel us the same thing, really the same application for today, that we seek to live a holy life and we seek to um, love the Lord more and we seek to evangelize the lost and call people to repentance. Um, and uh, I hope that these principles will guide us each and every single day. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a good Wednesday. Take care and have a good day. Thank you.